Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. Something went wrong, right? If you don't know that, you should. So, good morning to you. Welcome to a Monday edition of All Marine Radio, right here on your home for it, the All Warrior Radio Network. This is actually the second time I'm recording this. Second time I'm recording this. And, um, some of the pictures you're seeing coming out of Ukraine are absolutely horrific. People with their, 
hands bound behind their back and shot in the head. Um, yeah, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to see a lot of it, and it's going to get worse as more and more of these communities, you know, the Russian thing pulls away, and uh, you're going to see what they did. And so just the, the early images that you've seen are, are horrible. And this is how the Russians do it. And the world needs to reconcile itself with this and needs to lay the wood to Russia. And not just oligarchs and Vladimir Putin, but the Russian people have to pay. This is your government. You keep it in power. You have to pay. And they have to know, look, our quarrel's not with you, but there is no other way. So... This is your government. This is what you do. You've got to pay. And so, <clears throat> so again, expect that to get worse as more and more of it's uncovered. And again, in this digital age we, we, we uh, live in, I mean, the whole world watched events at the Afghan airport. And then again, I, I would tell you, uh, and I say this proudly, as a member of the American forces, we don't, we don't try to inflict harm on civilians. We don't. That's what the Russians did, have done in Ukraine. They laid the wood to the, the, the Ukrainian people. They've destroyed their cities, targeting their infrastructure. Not the, you know, and, and yeah, I guess they're fighting the military. But, but they don't have the, the number of troops to go into the cities. So what are they going to do? You know, they're going to reduce the city. I mean, what the fuck is that? You know? And they're going to waste the civilian population. And if you get in the way of it, you know, that's your fault. So, anyway, I'd say good morning on the backside of that, but it seems so stupid, right? Brutal. Over the course of the weekend, you know, I, I spent a, um, a fair amount of time thinking about the passing of my friend Kim. And uh, I put up, I don't know, four different... Uh, uh, cuts from four different shows that we did together. One is uh, my oldest daughter, Catherine, was in choir. And uh, and I got talking about how much it sucked one day. I had gone to the thing the night before, and then he showed up the next day. He used to come on my show every Friday. And this is before, you know, well before All Morning Radio. Uh, I was doing a show like an over-the-airwave show. And so Kim would come on on Friday, and we'd talk about cooking, and we talk about... And I had this thing that I would do. I called it Advice Divas, where I would, I would go find letters on this website about morals and manners, and I would ask Kim questions, and we'd discuss them. Funny. It was funny stuff. But anyway, we start talking, and, and so then I get, I get accused of being anti-choir. You're anti-choir. And the, the director of, the, of, of Catherine's Choir calls into the show, right? And he told me the reason it was so, it was so boring was that it was educational. <laughs> educational. It's not the entertainment, Mac. Because I say, can't you sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game? Can't you sing something? Cat Scratch Fever, Smoke on the Water, Throw Me a Bone, man. I'm down there supporting the program, but... Does it all have to be 15th century Germanic songs? Good God, man. I mean, talk about trying to put us all to sleep. And as you might expect, he did not take it well. And not that I gave a shit. 
Um, so anyhow, um, and we also did a show about putting the fun back in funerals. And I'll put that all together and with the links to it. And and if you you know if you're ever in a in a in a bad day, turn that stuff on because it's funny. Kim was funny and and uh, and fun to have on. And so um, yeah, I I remember you know my friend over the weekend. And then um, I told you know I told my kids this and. And all the people have reached out to me. It's like, hey, man, um, if you're not remembering him with a smile on your face, then you're not doing it right, okay? Because we should all be so lucky as to live our lives doing the things that we're passionate about, affect a lot of people, have a great time, you know, and to be married to the same woman for most of our lives. And that's Kim's life, right? That's Kim's life. And that, I mean, that's the definition of winning. He won, right? To do it for as long as you can. You know, and, and again, Kim cheated death for a long time. I mean, he was not the healthiest guy. I mean, in the restaurant business, which means what? Late nights, constantly around liquor, although he didn't have a problem with it. Um, but he didn't mind having a drink or two or three or four and always eating great food. Uh, so overweight. Diabetic. I don't know how many stents he had in him. He had a few, and he had a pacemaker. And I used to give him a. T- I used to joke with him, man. The Grim Reaper is, is looking for you. You know that. He goes, "Oh, I know." And he tell he tells stories about. Um, you know, I remember him telling a story once. You know, he's having lunch and by himself, and his wife was gone, and and he woke up on the floor. And he knew that his heart had given out and that his pacemaker had brought him back to life. Yeah. And that happened to him a few times. And so when COVID hit, I was like, the, can you hear the Green Reaper outside your doors yelling for you? Kimmy, Kimmy, come see me. He goes, oh, yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? He goes, I can hear him rattling his chains in the hallway. Oh, he's funny. Um but no, you know, just uh, and so I put those shows up, and I and and I as I put them up, I'd listen to a bunch of it, and uh, funny, funny, funny stuff, and just a great guy. And again, I I used to I had people when I first started saying, "Why are you bringing this, this Almer and Radio? What is this food guy doing?" And those people ultimately became his biggest fans. He's like, "No, I love that. I love Kim. He's I've done so many things. He's recommended, and if you go to the website." All right. If you go to the website, allmarineradio.com, and if you go to the read board, go to the read board, and you will see, if you scroll down a ways, you'll see a picture of Kim. Yeah. The Almarine Radio Head Chef's Cookbook, and you'll see a picture of Kim. And if you click on that, here's what you find. See a picture of Kim with his hands on his bar. For all of Kim and Beth Holmes' recipes that we have discussed on All Marine Radio, just click here. So if you click on that, you see 
all kinds of recipes. Baked beans, brisket, chicken marsala, grilled pork tenderloin, uh, Juicy Lucy, Kim's Christmas List, things to buy, potato salad, Sanders' famous key lime pie, right? Pumpkin cheesecake, prime rib. (laughs) Yeah, so I would, yeah, so you can find uh, a bunch of the stuff that, that we talked about. So, no, it's been a fair amount of time thinking about Kim. And uh, just to everybody who sent a note, I uh, just want to say thank you very much. Right? Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about kind of reset the war in Ukraine today. And um, I'll bring the Mensa brothers on tomorrow to talk about it. But if you don't pay too much attention to what people say. And there's been some people, some very, very prominent people um, that are really, have been really wrong. I remember watching Jack Keane say, yeah, you know, the Russian army is halted, but eventually they will smash the Ukrainians. They will win. Well, that happened. Jack Keane's a pretty well-respected guy. And so, again, w- w- there were articles written at the start of all of this that you know, hey, the Russian army is not the 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 bad the the, the not so good army of the past. It has been completely retooled. It is it is formidable. But what we've seen, I mean, and if you look at a map today of what's gone on, um. What you see is the Russians retreating. Now, you could give it a different name if you want, but they advanced into the Ukraine with grand designs and were stopped. And now they're retreating from the outskirts of Kiev to the north. Now, the question is to supposedly reorganize and then move into the Donbass region. And that's what we, you know, over a month ago when we were talking about this, we said, you know, the most probable course of action is that he will will conduct operations in eastern Ukraine in the Donbass because if he goes any further, there's too many variables he can't, Control. That's exactly what he did. You know, and again, who knows why, based on and over his advisors, over-assessment of their own capability, and they're under-assessing the ability of the Ukrainian military. Truth lies somewhere in between all of that. And they're retreating in the face of very, very high casualties. But once again, it's like uh, there's too much credit being given to them. So, I, so again, I just want to we'll cover the latest news on uh, on that and kind of uh, kind of recalibrate um, recalibrate that. So, anyway, probably been neglected a little bit last week. So, good morning to you. Uh, welcome to the first. Uh, is it the first? Maybe the second episode of uh, Armoring Radio here in April. 
Uh, thanks for listening and making us part of your morning. The United States Marine Corps Band uh, makes this morning official. And uh, at the end of the week, next Sunday, I fly to D.C. and spend uh, the week at Marine Barracks, Washington, uh, doing post-traumatic winning. So I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am about that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, good morning to you. And again, the United States Marine Corps Band makes this morning official. dedicated uh to my friend kim holmes i did it on friday but um again uh just one of the most wonderful people i've ever met and so uh fair winds and following seas to him betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly what keeps you awake at night nothing i keep other people awake at night for this campus had prepared him well <clears throat> i'm very confident that thank you very much <clears throat> if this was vodka it'd be a lot better speech 
But I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore, so young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day, and Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't, we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult, challenging conditions and odds and win. You got to win. through the temperatures. In Marineland here on a Monday. Mostly sunny and 50 in Quantico. Cherry Point, North Carolina. It is sunny and 55. 29 Palms. It is sunny and 67. Camp Pendleton is cloudy and 58. Camp Smith and Hawaii, dark, cloudy and 70. Okinawa, clear, dark and 60. And Darwin, clear, dark and 80. And in Kiev, cooled off a little bit. Partly sunny and 41. That is a look at your weather here on a, uh, on a Monday morning. We'll check... Uh, Check some news. Now, um, I've been asked, like, Mac, what's the best, um, what's the best website to track this stuff? And again, I I think the most concise is, um, is the Al Jazeera website, believe it or not. How about that? Um, and we'll get to that in a, in, a, in a few minutes. Let me just give you a kind of a recap of uh, of the news from Stars and Stripes. Top story there is Russia faces growing outrage amid, amid new evidence of atrocities. Um, let me tell you what's going to happen next. Um, the world will see in high definition... what uh, what the Russians have done there. And the Russian army is brutal. So we're not talking about collateral damage. We're talking about the callous disregard for civilian human life, which in, in war you're not supposed to do. But you can see by the way they lay waste to cities, they don't give a shit. And let me tell you, desperate Young, facing death, not resupplied, cut off, all that leads to bad things. So um, anyway, that is probably the dominant headline um, in terms of world outrage relative to some of the stories coming out of the city right now is, is Buka. But I will tell you what, this will not be the last city, right? This will not see... 
be the last city that you hear about. The other story in um, in Stars and Stripes that got my attention this morning is, again, Grant has sensitized me to places I had never really heard about. A headline, Chinese military activity spurs Japan to move radar unit closer to Taiwan, Senkaku Islands. So the Senkaku Islands are disputed islands that Japan and China has fought about for a long time. So again, um, Japan responding militarily to those, right? To those. So that in the news. Um, from top story in the Wall Street Journal, uh, Zelensky calls for justice over alleged Russian war crimes. Ukraine president describes Russian forces as murderers and rapists as the extent of killings in towns surrounding Kiev begin to emerge, vowing to prosecute what he called war crimes. So that's top headline from the Wall Street Journal. Top headline in the New York Times, atrocities prompt calls for more sanctions on Russia. Subheadline, horror amid scenes of dead civilians in Kiev suburb. And then here's a little quote. They shot everyone they saw. Close quote. In Buka, Ukraine, a mass grave filled with bodies after the morgue became inoperable. So again... What's the truth on all of that? And again, you have to wait to find out. So is it is it a grave that the guys from the morgue dug because the morgue got filled up and that's where they put the bodies? I don't I'm not I honestly I'm not sure. And then the world is reacting to some kind of sensational story. Now I would hope that would not be the case, but if it was, right, what you're talking about is war dead put into a mass grave by who? And then the next question is, how did they get there? And that's a different question. So anyway, uh, top headline in the, Waltz, in the Washington Post is Biden decries Putin as a war criminal. And this morning, um, President Biden evidently called, renewed his calls for President, calling President Putin a war criminal calling for a trial and more sanctions. So that in the news. Top story in, in USNI news is Navy and Marines divided over the amphibious fleet's future as delays and cancellations mount on a fiscal year 2023 budget request. The Navy would be content to shit-can the amphibious mission. Which leaves the Marine Corps where? Good question, right? Top story in Marine Corps Times is Arizona base 
transitions last of its four marine attack squadrons. And then there's various stories about the Marines um, who were killed when an Osprey crashed in Norway. I believe it was in Norway, but 2nd Marine Air Wing. Uh, operating has been operating up there for for a while. And then there's a um, there's a story entitled this Hell at Abbey Gate Chaos, Confusion and Death in the Final Days of the War in Afghanistan. Written by Josh Kaplan, Joaquin Sapien, ProPublica, and Bryant Conley, Muhammad Alazada, Samira Nuzat, Mirz Hussein Sadid, and Abdul Ahad Poya. So it's being featured in uh, Marine Corps Times. Top story, top five stories in the early bird, and then we'll get to the latest headlines from Ukraine. Uh, number one, and the way early bird has taken doing this is they've taken most of the major headlines from Ukraine and put them under operations, and uh, and then you still have the top five stories from the Department of Defense and otherwise. Uh, U.S. sending an additional three hundred million in military aid to Ukraine. So what? Are we sending? The new package of assistance for Ukraine includes laser-guided rocket systems, switchblade tactical drones that in some cases are taking out, in some cases are capable of taking out armored vehicles, Puma drones for surveillance and intelligence gathering, small and large caliber ammunition, night vision devices, machine guns, communication equipment, medical supplies, and other items. The U.S. has provided Ukraine $1.6 billion worth of security assistance since the invasion began. So the way this is explained to me is, is um, you know, we identify this stuff and then it gets yanked out of it uh, gets yanked out of magazines around the nation, and then the Air Force gets it to Poland, and then we deliver. Um, <clears throat> a new next headline: A new U.S. Navy and Marine Task Force gives military a boost in the Mediterranean. Hmm, what is this? A recently formed U.S. Sixth Fleet Task Force is putting into action a numerous concept that calls for small stand-in forces to play key roles in carrying out reconnaissance missions at sea. In mid-March, the Naples Italy-based command took up Task Force 61-2, a naval amphibious unit consisting of Marines and sailors from the 2nd Marine Expeditionary Force. Its job will be to coordinate efforts in Europe ranging from port visits to counter-reconnaissance operation, the task force said in a statement. 
Wow, that's awesome. But there's a war <laughs> there's a war going on. All right? So this is just a a capability now that's been delivered to the Met. Okay? I got it. Next, army suicides hit new post 9/11 peak in 2021. The active duty Army marked a grim milestone Friday as a Defense Suicide Prevention Office report revealed that the service suffered more suicides in 2021 than any other year since the September 11th attacks. Let me see if I can get this report. So this is the fourth quarter report that, um, that the Department of Defense publishes on, on suicide. All right, so fourth quarter in the active component. The Army wound up the year 2021 with 100 and 76 suicides. That is an all-time high. The Marine Corps was down almost, let's see, down 20, almost 33%. The Navy down about a little more than 10%. And the Air Force, down to their historical norms. So they went up by about a third in 2019. And so they went from in the 50s, 60 maybe, all the way up to the 80s. So that's a 33% increase in suicide. They stayed there in 2020. And so the report, other than the Army, shows a decrease in the other three branches of the service. So that's, that is good news. Let me see what they... Um, Interesting. So that in the news. U.S. Navy wants long-range missiles, more maintenance money in a wish list. This is in defense news. Budget very much in, in the news these days, so everybody looking at that. And then the last story, the fifth story in the top five, faulty trim kept KC-46 emergency exit door from opening. So, Air Force story. Overseas operation, Ukrainian helicopters raid oil depot in Russian city, according to reports. A pair of Ukrainian Mi-24 Hind helicopters have reportedly made a daring raid more than 20 miles into Russia, destroying an oil depot in the southern city of Belgorod. 
on Friday, according to Russian officials and open source reports. Now, expect to see more of this. You, you know, again, according to reports, the Russian, uh, you know, the, the Ukrainian military has, um, their air force is still functioning. So here's a picture. An MI-24 Hind helicopter reportedly belonging to Ukraine's armed forces flies over the Russian city of Belgorod towards Ukraine after launching missiles at an oil depot. How about damage? Hmm. No mention of the damage. So there was an attack. Uh, from Al Jazeera, Russia, Ukraine news, UN chief urges independent Buka probe. Next headline, Ukraine aims high with requests for F-15 and F-16 jets. Here's why it won't happen. Russia's, um, let's see, U.S. weighs tougher Russia sanctions as evidence of Buka killings mounts. From the New York Times, world leaders demand action in response to civilian deaths in Ukraine. Um, all right, so let me let me go to Al Jazeera, and um, here are their top headlines for today. French President Emmanuel Macron calls for new sanctions on Russia over its alleged killing of civilians in Ukraine. The Red Cross says it has been unable to enter the besieged southeastern port city of Maripol due to security conditions in the area as the latest evacuation attempt falters. Western outrage mounts over reports of a massacre in Buka near Kiev or Kiev, with Spain's leaders saying it has seen signs of possible genocide in the town. You know, genocide's a big a big word and you see it get thrown around a lot you know I'm not sure I don't know so I mean genocide is a big event I think a lesser form would be what ethnic murders but genocide means you're trying to wipe out that element of a population in a nation so I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Kremlin denies Ukrainian allegations of Buga killings, but UN calls for probe and U.S. pushes to remove Russia from the UN's Humanitarian Rights Council. When you look at some maps, what you see is the area uh, to the northwest of Kiev. Right? You see that used to be dominated by the Russians. Uh, now, at least on the map, shows it has. It is now dominated by Ukrainian military. The area, it would be east-northeast, that area of Kiev, the Russians have pulled back from that too. So again, what you're seeing is, is stories um, 
what you're seeing is stories about the about the Russian military. And I'm not sure if they're not giving the Russian military too much credit based on what we've already seen. All right. Are they being routed out of Ukraine? Hmm. Uh, headlines. Ukraine accuses Russian forces of blocking Maripol of evacuation efforts. Next headline. Biden calls for Putin to face war crimes trial. Um, next headline. The Buka killings. The world cannot be tricked anymore. Analysts say alleged atrocities in Ukraine by Russian forces are a wake-up call and unveil mass killings that amount to war crimes. The UN human rights chief demands an inquiry into Buka. Next headline. Can Russia's promise of fewer attacks be trusted? No. And again, Russia can't go into the cities because they don't have the, the, the troops to do it. So what are they doing? They sit outside cities and they lay waste to them. Yeah, that's like, it's barbarian shit, man. And this is the first time the world is really focused on <clears throat> that which they've done in Georgia and Grozny. European Union offers investigators to probe possible war crimes. Lithuania expels its Russian ambassador. Kiev mayor <clears throat> urges residents to delay their return to the capital, saying that their route back to the city is not safe. Maripol's mayor says the city is 90% destroyed. Russia's relentless bombardment of Maripol in recent weeks has destroyed nearly all the city's infrastructure, the mayor said. The sad news is that 90% of the infrastructure of the city is destroyed and 40% is unrecoverable. Russia's foreign minister, what's his name, Sergei Lavrov, accuses Ukraine of staging managed provocation. And again, this is all going to get worse for the Russian. The United States is pushing to suspend Russia from Human Rights Council. Um, here's another more, more tactical headline. Russian troops no longer hold any settlements in Sumy, according to the regional governor. Now, Sumi is closer to the border. And again, it's one of those cities that was, quote unquote, surrounded, right, and never has fallen. And again, it is, it is right on, you know, within proximity of the Russian border. Okay. So, um, so those are headlines from Al Jazeera. Um, this is from the BBC. Russian forces abandoned efforts to take the capital of Kiev. Russia is now believed to be refocusing on the Donbass region. What does that mean? That means they were stopped. That means they're retreating. Pretty amazing stuff, right? Pretty amazing stuff. 
Ukraine accuses Russian troops of massacring civilians in the town of Buka. Fighting continues in the port city of Maripol. So what they show is on, on a map that the BBC has, you see counteroffensives to the northwest of Kiev, to the northeast of Kiev, and to the north where Chernihiv is located, right? You see all that green for counterattacks by Ukrainian forces. You see it also to the northwest of Kharkov in a couple of different places. And then there's a city by the name of Mykolov in southern Ukraine. You see counterattacks out of Mykolov towards the city of Kherson, which is the major city that fell, right? Major city that fell. So all that uh, on a pretty good map. And then you see more detailed maps of that. And again, this narrative now becomes Russia now targets full control in the east. So um, again, we will see. Uh, we will see. But again, the 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 I would tell you, it seemed like the major war aim was Kiev, was you know the destruction of that regime. <laughs> uh, top headlines in the Washington Post relative to Ukraine. Russia no longer occupies settlements in Sumy, according to the governor. You heard that. Satellite images appear to show mass graves in Buka. Then in the news. This is from a guy named Jeff Selden. Russian forces arrayed against Kiev have left, many of them heading north. From U.S. defense officials, we assess they are largely consolidating themselves in Belarus before refit, resupply, for redeployment to Ukraine, likely to the Donbass. So what does that mean? Does that mean you were defeated? This is from Jack Dash. I think he's a foreign correspondent for, uh, I want to say, foreign policy. Russia's moving more troops and the Wagner Group mercenaries into the Donbass in a sign of increasing force focus in the area. That's according to British intelligence sources. This is from... President Biden earlier this morning. You may remember I got criticized for calling Putin a war criminal. Well, the truth of the matter, you saw what happened in Buka. This warrants he is a war criminal, but we have to gather the information. You know what? Just to clarify for the president, that's not what you were vilified for. You were vilified for saying and ridiculed for saying that he has to go which is calling for regime change. You can call him a war criminal if you want to. That's not what people were pissed about. So, Anyway, politics. So again, the, the questions about Ukraine now are, what are the Russians doing? Are they doing what maybe was the most likely course of action, which was they would, they would peel off part, part of the eastern provinces of Ukraine? And occupy them. <clears throat> but it does not look 
like if if you've heard people talk about they want to get to the Dnieper River um for the most part they're not close to it they're not close in the north certainly they failed in the vicinity of Kiev now they're headed back to head to the Donbass area hmm. interesting so again i i it's hard to figure out what the truth is and um i um so again, we'll I'll get I'll get Will, Jeff, and Tim on, hopefully tomorrow morning, and we'll kick this around what their thoughts are on what they see. So if you look at the map, you know what you see is Ukrainian success now. You see Russian retreat. You read all the different stories, and Russia's in trouble because as they retreat, what's going to be left in their wake is not going to be a good story. It's going to be an awful story. And countries like Germany, that Germany's getting called out today, I believe by Hungary or Poland, one of the two, is calling Germany out saying they haven't done enough because of their dependence on, on Russian energy. And it's hurting everybody. So at some point, the Germans are going to get shamed into, shamed into reality, which I believe would be turning back on their nuclear reactors and changing course on their 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 energy future and their immediate future, which is such a great dependence on on Russian gas and Russian oil. So so that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. But again, as these pictures come out, and again, the world is watching this, right? The first time they the world has really watched Russia do what Russia does. And it ain't pretty. It ain't pretty. And the world is is reacting to it. So, interesting. But I just wanted to kind of get everybody caught up on kind of a status report on Ukraine this morning and, and go through the news a little bit. There's also, uh, somebody sent me a link <clears throat> to another article um, by, I, I try not to, to focus too much on uh, relative to force design 2030. Uh, I try to focus on stuff that's written by uh, noteworthy people. And again, I don't mean to be that guy, but in terms of putting up links that I think are significant, um, John Schmidt, one of the architects, uh, and, and I think the um, chief writer of uh, FMFM1, uh, writes a piece. Here's, here's how they describe John Schmidt. John F. Schmidt is a former Marine infantry officer under the guidance of two commandants of the Marine Corps, Al Gray and Chuck Krulak. He authored Marine Corps Keystone Doctrinal Manual, Warfighting. In the years since, he has continued to author documents for senior leaders in the Department of Defense. So... Um, I'll read you the opening and then the close of it. And then if you want to read it, you can go ahead and check it out. But again, John Schmidt's noteworthy. A strategy, it's entitled, The Marines Are Marching Towards Irrelevance. A strategy handing the future of the Corps to the technologies would have America weakened in the conflict with China. 
the defining feature of the Department of U.S. in the development of U.S. military policy is the tension that exists between the lessons of history and the promises of technology, a contest between those who see the past as prologue and those who view it as irrelevant. For centuries, history has considered history was considered the only laboratory of warfare. One studied history to glean insights about the nature and the conduct of war. To be sure, there have been technological advances through the ages, and some of them have brought dramatic changes to the battlefield. They're always understood within the continuum of history. It is only within the last 70 years that we have seen the growing belief that technology has the power to make everything that came before obsolete. Among the armed services, that creed is stronger in the Navy and the Air Force, although it is also present in the Army. So um, that's how it starts. He ends like this. Technology will march on for many reasons, but not least as a counterbalance to unbridled faith in the latest gadget. The nation desperately needs somebody to approach war as the Marines traditionally have. That is, the nation needs somebody to see war for what it is, brutal, bloody, dirty, chaotic, rather than for what we would like it to be. The Marines should kill Force Design 2030 and return to what the nation needs them to be, a combined arms force and readiness primed for any fight. So that is John Schmidt. Uh, I'll put the link to that. Um in today's post. So, yeah. So, again, this debate, not over by any stretch of the imagination. Some would dismiss it. But I, I would tell you, they would be absolutely wrong to do that. And we shall uh, we shall see what happens, I guess. So, That'll do it on a Monday. Just a little catch-up piece. So thank you very much for listening. And uh, for those of you who joined late, I forgot to turn the recorder on for the first about seven minutes of the show. So when you hear this thing after I, after I save it, begin again, I will be in mid-sentence. So with apologies. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike McNamara. This is All Marine Radio. Have a great day. Here's an email from Dave. Dave in Vacaville, who's now in Dave in North Carolina. My condolences, Mac. In listening to your guys' conversations and hearing Kim's enthusiasm for cooking in life, his stories of his past, if we all lived like he described, we'd all be fulfilled, I believe. Exclamation mark. Be well, Dave. No, again, I you know, death sucks. And uh, but again, the only thing you know, one of the things I've learned uh, in all the death that I've been exposed to in my life is you you have to focus on celebrating their life. That's all you have, and it's not hard to focus on celebrating Kim's life. So, so we shall do that. And uh, I'll put up a post sometime today that will have a bunch of things that he and I did together. And let me tell you, 
Most of them are, are funny as fuck. <laughs> Being anti-choir. We did a, another show called Putting the Fun in Funerals. That's hilarious. And, uh, and again, so when you remember him and you hear what he says in that thing, if you don't remember him with a smile on his face and do your best to recreate that in your own life, then you missed the point. So um, thanks to Dave for sending that. So on that note, I'm out. <laughs>